What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 46 of the DFS Dose podcast, your fix of daily fantasy sports information, strategy, and analysis. I'm your host, Ben Hovern. As always, I'm joined by two of the most hardcore DFS grinders in the biz. Okay, of course, I'm talking about the two J's, Joey Carrion, Jared Marcus, and Gentleman. NFL week one is here, and like every other week one that I can remember, there is value all over the board, every single position. And honestly, I think that that is the story of the slate. There is just value no matter where you look. Uh, do you guys agree with that assessment? And do you have any other general thoughts about this week one slate? Uh, that's a great assessment, first of all. Value at every position. And honestly, I think this will be a easy week to make uh, some cold, hard cash. <clears throat> yeah, and I saw I saw that Kyler Murray might be a little chalky, and I really hope so because I am all in on the Detroit defense. Yeah, um, I agree with both of those takes. Absolutely. I mean, this is gonna be. I mean, one thing that we do have to be aware of is that uh, you know tournaments always have higher scoring in Week One. You know, the prices are softer, so people can get more uh, high-powered lineups in there. So, you know, the cash line is going to be higher. I think last year it was like 168 or something like ridiculous. So, um, you know, just be aware uh, we need to be chasing upside in, in these matchups. I agree. All right. Well, uh, you know, Joey, do you want to take a minute before we get into things, uh, get into our new show format? Uh, you know, just tell people how they can support the show, support the podcast, and, you know, interact with us. You can support the podcast by following us on <clears throat> Twitter at the DFS Dose. You can also subscribe to us on YouTube. If you're watching this video, the button is right down below. Just hit that subscribe button, click the bell, you'll get notifications, all that good stuff. You can listen to us on iTunes at the DFS Dose. Pretty much the DFS Dose across all platforms, same handle, easy to find us. And if you go on our Twitter, you could join our Slack channel. We're going to be talking NFL football throughout the entire week. We're going to be in there Sundays. We're going to be discussing some plays that we might be on and just uh, the NFL in general. So go ahead, join that. That's on our Twitter. It's our pinned tweet. Join that Slack channel. And, yeah. <clears throat> Come get lit. Yeah, for sure. And you can also check out uh, Joey's doing a video on Millie Making Strategy every week coming out on Thursdays. You can check that out on YouTube as well as a cash game video that I am doing on YouTube. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, we've got you covered, cash, GPP, all of that, in addition to the podcast and, every Friday. And if you're listening to the podcast right now, those videos are out. So go to our personal YouTube channels. Mine is JoeyCarrion underscore. Ben's is at Ben Hover. Those are our personal YouTubes. Go watch those. You can also find those videos on Twitter as well. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, you know, let's let's just dive right into it, guys, because I'm, I'm so stoked to talk about week one, talk about some real football, uh, you know, get into everything good. So let's just real quick, do you guys have any thoughts on lineup construction? And if you're a new, lis uh, new listener to the show, just realize that, you know, primarily our main focus is going to be DraftKings, uh, the main slate. Um, you know, that's pretty much all we've ever talked about this year. We are going to be giving FanDuel some time. So, uh, you know, at the end of the show, if you're a FanDuel player, we'll definitely uh, go over the FanDuel prices as well. But, uh, you know, primarily we're talking about DraftKings and DraftKings pricing here. Yes, for sure. So uh, thoughts on lineup construction, guys. Uh, wh what are we thinking? Uh, you know, the usual pay down at, pay down at quarterback, spend up at running back, or, or what are we thinking? Oh. Uh... 
the total opposite. Hmm. <laughs> All right. I'm definitely I'm definitely paying up for in my opinion. Well, I mean, it can go either way. I haven't decided for cash yet. It's either Winston or Carson Wentz for me. Mm-hmm. And right. I'm not thinking about anybody else, especially not Kyler Murray. I hope all of you play Kyler Murray. Yeah, I hope everybody plays Kyler as well. But uh, just like Jared said, I'm at Winston right now for cash. Um, I think he just is a very safe play, especially in week one. You know, there's a lot of variance, and I think he's just about as safe as it gets in a uh, good matchup at home. Uh, Bruce Arians, head coach, obviously, they're going to be throwing the ball a ton. I think it's uh, the top cash play is Jameis. That's really interesting because I, uh, I, you know, I did my cash video today and Jameis wasn't one of the five quarterbacks that I had on my list, not at all. So interested Yikes. to hear that you guys think he's number one. I mean, don't you think that? I mean, there's less of a chance that he's going to get benched than there was last year. But I mean, how much can you really trust? You know, Jameis Winston, who's good for a three turnover game at any point, and with a new coach, nonetheless, we don't know exactly how he's going to fit into this scheme. Although it seems like it should match his strengths with like a downfield passing attack. But I just I don't see why. I would play Jameis Winston, you know, over a guy like Cam Newton in, in a game that on the other side of the ball, you know, of the ball has an equal chance to shoot out with the Rams. And, and I mean, the 49ers, I don't know about that. I mean, I don't hate Cam Newton. Um, I actually like Cam Newton for this week. Like you said, that game should be a shootout between the Panthers and the Rams. Um, and I like them for GPPs, but I don't know. I just feel like. Winston has a better matchup going up against a Niners secondary that really only has Richard Sherman as their elite uh, uh, player in the secondary, um, right? So, and if we're projecting, you know, a lot of pass attempts, I think Jameis Winston will have more than Cam Newton. Yeah, that's fair. But, I mean, obviously passing attempts aren't the only to get you, you know, fantasy points. Um so but, you know, that's a fair point. And, and, you know, with Newton, there's obviously concern, although he seems to be pretty healthy. I mean, we might as well just keep going and finish up this quarterback right now. Um, you know, Jared mentioned Carson Wentz, who if you look at any type of player projections, he's going to pop in every model because, you know, the Eagles are tied with the Chiefs for the highest point projection on this main slate. 27.5 as of right now is an uh, implied team total. And, you know, Carson Wentz is only 5,700. Uh, against a terrible Washington Redskins team. So, I mean, you know, I, I love Wentz. I think that he should be a, a main target for everybody, and Jared's on board. Uh, what do you guys think about that one? I, I love Wentz. I'm a big fan of Wentz. I, I'm torn between going Wentz and Winston, honestly. Um, like you said, the implied point total is up there. They're going to blow the – they're going to beat the brakes off Washington. Um, Washington's defense is – I mean, I don't think they're good. I think I think they're a middling defense. I think Wentz is going to put on a show, and he's very safe. Yeah, high high floor, high ceiling, and and you know to that point, I think part of the reasons the Redskins more so than their defense, their their terrible offense is just going to put the Eagles, you know, in great field position all game. Yeah, yeah. but I got to play the devil's advocate. Um, if we're projecting the Eagles to blow. The Redskins out. <clears throat> Will he score enough points to sustain, like, you know, a like they're gonna run yeah, out the clock. four drives? Yeah, exactly. They're gonna, they're gonna run out the clock. Drive. Is what I'm trying to say. Um, yeah, 
Absolutely. I, I think that's a valid point to bring up. And, you know, I was texting you guys last night. I might be alone on this one, but for that exact reason, I think that we have to consider Dak Prescott, who I absolutely love this week. Um, you know, a very high implied total for Dallas as well, up to 26.5. And, you know, that's higher than the Rams, the Bucks, uh, you know, the Vikings, the Browns, a bunch of players that, you know, and teams that we think could go off. And, and Vegas has Dallas there as well. And I think that that's smart. And, and I think that, you know, as bad as the Giants are, you know, they have Saquon Barkley, they have Sterling Shepard, they have, you know, Evan Ingram. I think that there's a better chance that the Giants will be able to keep up for four quarters than the Redskins will mm-hmm. uh, with the Eagles. So I, I, I like Dak Prescott. And uh, last note about him, you know, it, it's being speculated that Zeke is going to be on a 25 to 30 snap count in the game, which I think only increases Dak Prescott's rushing equity uh, near the goal line. So do you like Dak more than Carson Wentz is what you're saying? I, I think so. I, uh, if I'm doing oh tiers, they're they're Lord. they're my top tier. It's the two of them would, followed by Cam right uh, right behind them, and then and then a couple other guys that I'm rarely concerned. So I gotta I gotta agree with Ben that I do like Dak a little bit more than um, Carson Wentz. We gotta give some respect to the Redskins secondary. They were pretty decent last year, and they're gonna be putting out a pretty solid starting lineup again this year. And like Ben mentioned, uh, Eli does have some weapons at his disposal. Er, and I think the Giants will be able to keep up with Dallas, uh, like Ben said. So I think I like Dak more than Carson. Maybe that's a, maybe maybe we're on the hot takes, Ben, but I agree. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. I mean, Wentz is going to be right up there in terms of the highest ownership, and I, I don't think yeah. Dak will be at all. Because um, I'll say – Carson Wentz literally pops up in every optimization that you might. Oh make. yeah, dude! Every isn't that doesn't optimization. doesn't Dak cost more than Carson Wentz? Yeah, it's three hundred. Yeah, he's more. two. He's yeah, two hundred. Two hundred yeah. more. I'm not but, paying more. I'm not paying more for for Dak. Yeah, but Jared, the thing is, is that price barely matters this week because there's room to fit everybody you want. That is, you very know? true. So I, I think it, I mean there's there's. 57 and you know if you want to go lamar jackson at, at 6k like how how much of a difference is that 300 really gonna yeah. cost you it's really and the, just pick your poison with these guys Yeah, that provides a good uh segue to, uh, to what i was gonna say is what ben said like prices really don't matter that goes hand in hand with your roster construction you can literally construct your roster however you want because the prices are so like wrong they're just so wrong especially at the running back position that Whatever way you want to go, if you want to pay up, pay down at quarterback, wide receiver, running back, you could do it, and you could uh, be in a position to score highly this week. Yeah, running back sucks. The pricing sucks. Like, it's weak. Yeah, we'll get into that uh, actually in just a minute here. Is there anybody else at uh, quarterback that you guys think we really need to mention? And we've pretty much gone over the cash guys, so how about a couple of favorite uh, GPP options real quick before we move to running back? Well. The best GPP option on the board is is who? I mean, I I know I'm right there with, I'm right there with you. All right. I mean, you guys can give the wrong answer, and I'll give the right one when you're done. <laughs> well, the right answer, no matter mm-hmm. what Jared says, is my guy Nick Foles, Big Dick Nick. All right. Yup, hundred percent. Hundred percent. He's in probably the best possible game script out of any quarterback. Is that fair to say? I would say so going up against the top offense from last year, 
they're at home, which mm-hmm. boosts him up even more. And I think he's just an overall just upgrade from Blake Bortles. And I think the Jags offense will be pretty good. And and they have a very sneaky high up point total. They're at 24 and a half right now. So very Vegas, sneaky. Vegas projects this game to be a very high scoring game. And I think a lot of people are overlooking um, Nick Foles and the Jaguars in general. Yeah, and, and not to mention he's joining uh, former Eagles OC John D. Filippo in Jacksonville. He's familiar with the system, so it's not like he's totally learning a new game. It's one that he was good in before. And he has some clear stacking options, too, in Fournette and, and Westbrook, two guys that have caught passes from him throughout the preseason who, who are going to have big roles on this team. So I think that uh, there's just absolutely nothing not to love about Foles. He's cheap. He's going to be low-owned, and and he's got clear options to stack with. So he's definitely my favorite GPP option along with Russell Wilson. But uh, what are you thinking, Jared? Then you guys are idiots. No, dude, you're just biased because you don't like Nick Foles. Because he's horrible. Jared is one of the most biased person people out there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Whoa, Hold on, hold on, hold on. You you want to get into this right now? I don't think you Yeah, you don't. All right. Anyways, that so the wrong answer is Nick Foles. So we could put that out there. How much is Nick Foles? Well, fifty-three. Yeah, I'd rather go to Kirk Cousins for GPP. But anyways, the correct answer is my guy Jimmy G. Mm. Jimmy G for GPP, and that's gonna that's gonna take down a GPP this season or this season this week. They have the – where is it? Their their implied point total has jumped 0.8, just like the Bucks, which is why I like Jameis Winston a lot also. They're facing the Bucks. Who who do they have on defense, Ben? Uh, here, let me check. Yeah. Uh, nobody. Right. Na- yeah, exactly. Name, <laughs> one good, name one good player that's not a rookie. You can't. All right. Graves? No. No, he is garbage. And you know who's going to eat his ass up? Goodwin for a 65-yard touchdown. So, Goodwin to Kittle, running back with a little Brita. Jimmy G is going to be a top-five quarterback on this slate this week. I mean, I don't hate it, but you I just, shouldn't. You should I just love don't it. like the pieces around him. Yeah, Kittle's a top tight end, obviously, but... Starting wide receivers are Marquise Goodwin, Dante Pettis. Uh, I mean, enough said about them. Then you got Kendrick Bourne and Richie James. Okay. Those are the top four wide receivers going into this week. I mean, their top receiver is George Kittle. Let's keep it yes, a buck. Yes. I, I like George Kittle this week. Um, the Bucks. Yeah, and you should like Goodwin. I like Goodwin, too, at 4K. This is a solid option, but, but I don't think there's enough uh, splash potential there with those pieces that he has to take down a GPP in a week where you might have to drop 270 plus. That's fair. Um, and also, the last thing I want to say is that, I mean, you can't say that Nick Foles is bad and then bring up Jimmy G. Let's, <laughs> let's just keep it up. Let's just, you know, ben, if on. you think Nick Foles is anywhere close to better than Jimmy G, please no, I think turn off both, your camera, turn average. off your mic, and exit out of it. They're both average, complete, completely average. But, you know, I'd, mm. I'll take the guy at home facing KC versus the guy, you know, 
on the road. Um, you know, oh, playing the, for the guy, first time in, in like over a year. The guy but, on the road in Tampa Bay. <laughs> fair enough. Okay. But gotcha. Uh, gotcha. let's trans let's transition to running back here. Um and Jared's touched on it that the pricing is off and you know, I mean, I think the moral of running back, if if you take some time, you look through everybody, is that the mid-range is completely loaded and there's almost no reason to really pay down or pay up because you can find guys from 5.5 to about 6.5 and there's like four, five, six guys in that range that you can just lock and load. Yeah, um, and I think we're pretty much all in agreement of the who we're playing at running back this week and it's all guys um, in that range, so... Yeah, pretty Especially much. Especially in uh, cash, in cash, not for GPPs, obviously, but. So let's, let's kick it off with the two guys who are going to be the most uh, chalky, and, and that's going to be Dalvin Cook and Nick Chubb. Do either of these guys stand out above the other two? Are you locking in both of them? What are we thinking? I'm personally not playing Nick Chubb. Really? Yeah. And I will say, I think Austin Eckler will be more chalk than Nick Chubb. I don't know, man. The the quotes today about Eckler being in a 50-50 with Jackson from the head coach might slow the roll on that one. I mean, yeah, but he's still 5,500, and, you know, people love to, love to I play mean, some trash cans. In, in the I'd episode. rather play Chris Carson over both of them. I mean, I, I hear that, but you're – so you don't think that – I don't hate Chubb. Chubb. I'm not playing Chubb. I don't – like, I'm not going to tell you not to. Yeah. You know what I I'm mean, saying? I'm just not playing him. I like the matchup. I like his price. His price is way too low for the player he is. Um, If he's going to be ch- chalky, I mean, I guess you could ride that wave. I'm just not doing it. I'm on the same boat. Really? That, okay. That's fair enough. I mean, don't get me wrong. Carson, for me, is right up, uh, right up in that same same area for me. I mean, Carson, you know, they're going to be 10 point favorites at home. Um, they have probably one of the biggest or, or top three differentials in terms of D line versus O line. So, you know, uh, the Bengals are going to be getting sacked left and right. And, and, you know, just putting the Seahawks in a great position, you know, 10 point favorites at home, like I said, so they should have a ton of upside to just be, you know, pounding the clock out with Chris Carson. I love that pick. Yeah. I just don't think, I think, I don't know. I don't think Chubb's going to be that chalky at all, honestly. Actually, I think he's going to be under 20%. He might even be under under 15%. The highest highest, um, player is Delvin Cook, and we haven't talked about him. Um, We all agree on him. Just lock Delvin Cook into your lineups, and you could just go away from him because he's a lock. You play him no matter what. Bell Cow running back in Minnesota, going up against one of the worst rush defenses um, last year, one of the worst defenses against, against pass-catching running backs, and we all know that Delvin Cook can catch passes. So at 6,000, lock him into your GPPs, your cash lineups. Every contest that you're playing in, lock in Delvin Cook. Um, absolute smash play against Atlanta at home. I mean, I just want to say you're right, but at the same time, um, I don't know that I think he's definitively better, you know, a better play than Carson or Fournette or Chubb or, you know, even carry on in terms of leverage in a GPP. Like with cash games, you can't not play him because he's missed price. I mean, he's missed price flat out. I mean, he should be 7K. 
especially in this matchup. But, um, you know, I think it is worth noting that the way that the Vikings treated Alexander Madison this offseason is like he's secured the Latavius Murray role. They sat him when they played the starters and they let Mike Boone ride. So, I, I mean, I think it's pretty safe to say that Madison's going to have a starting role with this uh, first team offense and that he'll play the Latavius Murray role and, and steal some some work from from Cook. But, I, I, I mean, yeah, he's a lock and load play. Easy, easily going to get 20 touches and a good matchup at home. Yeah, I think he finds the end zone four or five catches close to 100 yards rushing. I think I've, there's no reason to not play him in cash. If you if you try to make an argument on a reason to not play him in cash, you might just be an idiot. That being said, in GPPs, there's enough other options. Where, you know, Dalvin Cook is 30 35% owned and carry on Johnson's 10% owned, then I think um, you make yeah. that play in GPP. Same thing with Leonard Fournette. Um, so oh, yeah. what, what else? Um, you know, Fournette, obviously, Fournette is the, is the move in GPPs. Cause yeah, y'all talked me onto him Fournette, He is definitely the, the play man. And, and all he indications goes, are he's going to have a bigger pass catching role. Yes. Too. He's the only running back on their depth chart. Like even, like worth anything like they have no backup their backup is Raquel Armstead like exactly so what's wrong with that and, and, and that's Raquel the thing Armstead. it's like it's the same thing with Nick Chubb the only other player they have is Dontrell Hilliard and and to me that's what makes the two of them appealing compared to guys like Cook Carrion and Carson who regardless of what you think of the other guys they're all going to get work um that they're playing with. yes that is uh true but the thing is, last year, I know it's last year, the Chiefs allowed 30.9 uh, DraftKings points per game to running backs. Um, meanwhile, the Tennessee Titans allowed 19.6 DraftKings points per game to running backs, which is good for fourth in the NFL. Yes, that is based on last year. And we can't project that the same thing from last year to happen this year, but I think there's a clear-cut uh, significant difference in um, – Guys like Cook, Carson, Fournette, Tichab. In the six in the six K to six five, I would rather have Fournette Cook over um Chubb. Chubb over um, Chubb, yeah. I'm on the same boat with Jared too, personally. Yeah. Like I said, but like I said, I don't mind I I mean the Browns are gonna be winning. He's gonna get a ton of fourth quarter touches minimum. And he's he's a he's a great talent. So I mean I don't mind it, but I, the matchup isn't as great as the other two. So I don't think there's a need to go there. Mm-hmm. In terms of some other GPP shots, uh, who do you guys like at running? <clears throat> Saquon, you have to. Oh yeah, paying up. Yeah, we haven't talked about the top guys. Yeah, Saquon or best, McCaffrey. Best best running back, I think. I like I like McCaffrey slightly more just because of the game environment. But you know, I, I mean, if I'm playing any stacks, which I will be of, you know, Dak to Cooper, uh, Saquon and Ingram will be right there with it. So, I mean, I'll, I'll definitely have some exposure to Barkley. And we don't really need to talk about McCaffrey. He's a great play this week as well. Um, but what about some of these other guys, the, the guys that people are going to be really deciding upon? I mean, are you going to shot at Zeke on the most expensive player on a snap count? Or are you going to take the risk with Todd Gurley leveraging against popular opinion? Uh, are, are we willing to look at Le'Veon Bell in his first game back in over a year? 
No, the guy that you didn't mention is the top GPP option if I'm not playing McCaffrey or Saquon. The guy you didn't mention. David Johnson? Yes. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> I would rather I would rather play David Johnson over Zeke. I would rather play David Johnson over Lev. But I would rather no, play Gurley. I'd rather play Gurley over David Johnson. Like the Cardinals do have a tough matchup, and we're all on the Lions defense. But strictly for GPPs, I would go David Johnson. David Johnson might be five percent. Yes, literally. I, even I, in single, even in uh, even in multi-entry, like huge contests, yeah, he might he, be five percent, and he's going to be, be lower in singles. Yeah, he's going to be very low owned. And we all know that David Johnson has the capability of putting up 30-plus point games like that. And with this new offense that the Cardinals are implementing, and apparently they haven't showed their true offense yet um, in their four preseason games. So if we project them to run 60, 65, 70 plays, which is on the higher end of the NFL, that means David Johnson is going to get a lot of snaps and probably a lot of touches. And if David Johnson yeah, but, is getting twenty five touches, that's a that that could be a monster week. But the matchup is tough. And I hear what you're saying, dude. But the thing is, is you can't say that you know people are wrong about Kyler Murray and then also say that offense has you know seventy snap upside. The only reason that you know people would be wrong on Murray is because you know this offense is stalling on on too many drives, which is exactly what I expect to happen, especially with this mismatch at O line and D line in the game for the Cardinals. Yeah, I I agree with that. But what if like, how much is Murray? He was like 50, fifty-five, same as fifty-five. Uh, yeah, I'd rather yeah I'd rather play Cousins or but fifty-six. Like yeah, like even if they could still run sixty plays and Murray not have a good game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they like could, they could, like they could a not hard. good a not good fantasy game. He could have a good NFL game. He can move. He can move the chains, move the ball, and then David Johnson just takes. That's you fair. Um, I'm is there the anybody David else? Anybody else on uh, running back that you guys like? Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley. How yeah. do you? How do you not? I don't. I mean, yeah, yeah you're getting you're a right, 10k. Right. Player. There's there's upside. You're getting a 10k player from last year at 7900. That's pretty much all you got to say. One thing I, I'll say about Gurley is I think him, I like him more on FanDuel because I think that he's going to be uh, losing pass down work this year to some of the other guys uh, that they've added. But that's just my opinion on Gurley. Mm-hmm. He's going to be in a shootout, as we expect. And McVay said he's not going to be on a snap count, which is just he could end up being on a snap count. They, everyone just talks. But, yeah, I mean, they said he was fully healthy every day during the, the playoffs. Yeah, so I don't I'm trust anything they say. <laughs> um, the only other guy that we didn't mention uh, that, I, that I'd like to say, I, I might be on an island with Damian Williams. Um, yeah, you know, definitely. He's basically gone, you know, completely opposite from being one of the most overhyped players to now I think he's being underhyped. Um, you know, the, the quotes from Reader that, you know, LaShawn McCoy is going to – have a role but basically he's just going to be learning this offense and they're going to slow roll him at the first part of this year the plan before signing mccoy was to to ride williams and i think that he could have a big game it is a tough matchup but hashtag defense doesn't matter as you know so i think that i'd be willing to just uh take a gpp shot on him uh you know in a nick Foles, dd westbrook stack 
Um, if I was running back with anybody on that team, I would run it back with Kelsey, not Damian Williams. I don't think he has that upside to win you anything, honestly. Yeah, and the Jags were top five against uh, running backs last year on DraftKings, too, and they had a bad year on defense, and they were still top five. So I do not. Well, I mean, for if, he had multiple thirty. For insane, for for insane leverage. Go ahead, but and that's all. That's all I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's for not, insane, he's not a mainstay. Insane leverage. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. Moving on to wide receiver here. Um, you know, I think that the the interesting thing that we're finding out right now, Beckham is not fully recovered from his hip injury. He's having trouble. Uh, sprinting and getting into full cuts. So, I mean, he's definitely going to play, but he's the most expensive wide receiver on the board. Um, so at this top end of wide receiver, what do you guys think? We've got Odell uh, struggling to get healthy. We've got Julio, uh, Evans, Tyreek. What do we think? I mean, Julio's a fade. Jalen Ramsey is covering Tyreek. So, like, I mean, that's straight GPP. That's if you're making a chief stack. Or I guess you could run it back with Hill because he has the upside against anybody. He's just too fast. Yeah. Um. I mean, Julio, if he, if that, what we saw today was true with that report of he's upset about his contract, so he might not play, and he he's a little sore, injured, or whatever. I mean, I'm not really about it, and he's gonna, and Xavier Rhodes is probably gonna travel with him. Which, I mean, Julio's elite, so that doesn't really matter. But I'm really about fading that. You know, that's really – that's awesome. And anybody who's listening, Jared is not on Julio. And Julio. Um, you know, we were, we were on the opposite sides of this all last year. But I think Julio's a great play. I mean, if you listen to the full clip of Julio talking to those reporters, I mean, that headline is clickbait. Julio's clickbait. exact words when, when, the, when the reporter asked him was – is it safe to say we can say uh, you're going to play this week? And he said, yeah, you can run with that. That's what he said. So, I mean, Julio's Oh, I didn't watch that. And, and uh, Xavier Rhodes, who has a ton of name value as a corner, PFF graded him as number 108 out of 123 qualifiers. So Man, I, mean, I told you to stop listening to PFF because that's, that's, that place is, that, that, that thing's horrible. Don't I have mean, to listen to that. I mean, I mean, they, they watch got, more snaps than I do. They got Sargari uh, with Gilmore, so I'll give them some kind of credit. But yeah, there go we ahead. go. All right, had to get the Patriots in there somehow. I mean, either way, there's no matchup I'm really scared of. He's in a better splits in and in inside than outside, as heavily correlating with Matt Ryan. But um, yeah, I'm not scared of Julio. I think he's my favorite guy at that top end originally it was OBA because i think that he was going to wipe the floor with malcolm butler and adoree jackson but um at this point i'm gonna probably just lean chubb in that game play julio at the top um what, what else do we think here wide receivers much like running back i think you know it's that mid-range of guys yeah. that's most interesting right around 6k all you gotta do for the wide receivers is play those guy in the 6k range they're all going to be highly owned uh, as well, so we're looking at Chris Godwin at 6,200 smash play against the Niners. Um, we already talked about the Niners defense when we were talking about Jameis. So just put that with Chris Godwin and the fact that um, Jameis is going to be looking to him a lot. And Chris Godwin, 6.2, lock him in, lock and load. 
Yeah, and uh, Tyler Lockett, I think we're all on him oh, as well, yeah. correct? Yeah, he um, is my he. I've been on this man for what the last month. There's yeah. no way I'm not playing him. I've drafted him in like almost every league. I'm a hundred percent playing him week one. He is my safest play. I will not doubt him getting eleven points minimum. Yeah, and and definitely upside for a ton more. I mean, talk. The the Hawks have the third highest implied team total, and and when you just look at their roster, they've got Jerron Brown, who they cut and then re-signed, and they have DK Metcalf, who you know Pete Carroll said is likely going to be on a snap count to start the year here. So, um, you know Lockett, he's going to be playing primarily in the slot, but he can go deep as well. He's Russell Wilson's most trusted receiver, and uh, the Bengals' starting slot corner is starting the year on the pup list. So there's literally no reason not to love Tyler Lockett. He's he's a stone cold lock in every format. And then right on the other side of the ball, Tyler Boyd, especially if we think that Seattle's gonna be winning this game, which I think we all do. You know, Boyd should just eat up targets. They don't really have anyone else with AJ Green still sidelined. And uh, you know, I love Tyler Boyd in cash and GPP. Low key, the same game. Actually no, I'll save this. <laughs> I'll save this till later. But um <laughs> I say I don't know uh, right in that same range, uh, Kenny Gall- Anybody interested in going there? We all know that the Arizona secondary is atrocious. Yeah, I like Kenny and uh, GPP specifically. Um, the the Cardinals are going to be rolling out a very, 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 very tough defense. Tough as in trash. Um, <laughs> yes. If you don't know, like, uh, millennial lingo. But, yeah, so they're starting secondary. Uh, get ready for this. Tremaine Brock, DJ Swearinger, who's okay, Buda Baker, he's all right, and Byron Murphy are their, their starting secondary. Okay. Oof. That is bad. Uh, yo, Tremaine Brock used to be good like five <laughs> years ago. <laughs> five NFL teams ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that is the Cardinals starting secondary for week one. And they're going to be facing two big body receivers in Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones. Um, and Stafford, I you know, the Lions want to run the ball more. Um, Bevel has said they want to run the ball more. But I think they will still pass. I think they're still going to pass a good amount. And I think there's um, enough upside with Galladay. And personally, I like Marvin Jones, too, um, in GPPs. Uh, do either of you guys want to make the case for Thielen? I think he's on a lot of people. Yeah, Joey, do you want to go or, do, or can I go? Because like we both want to. Yeah, I'll agree with everything you say. So yeah, Just... there's no there's no point not to play Thielen. I mean, even if Diggs misses, which I don't think he he's will. He's back in practice he'll... today. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah, he's gonna play. Because I really think Trufant. I mean, I'm not even scared of Trufant. Because he took a big step backwards, but even if true like if Trufant travels, who's gonna guard Thielen? Um, Isaiah. Who's, who's gonna guard him? Oh, okay. And uh, the I know that actually, if I'm not mistaken, the, uh, the Falcons new him? slot. <laughs> I don't know off the top, but I know Falcons slot corner is actually a converted free safety from who's just learning the position. Isn't it nice? Uh, uh, yeah, fuck, uh, uh, I just told you the other day, KZ, he's yep. garbage. Yeah, yep, he's yep. trash. Yeah, yeah, you're going to have a safety guard in Thielen. 
GG's okay. in the chat. Yeah, yeah. He's I'm playing I'm playing him in my single entry and I'm playing him in um Ash. If you're, anyone and you're gonna curious. get him at a decently uh low ownership too. Not too low, but he's not gonna be overly owned. So you also have to consider that um at sixty eight hundred I think he's I think he has upside to be the wide receiver one this week. <clears throat> yeah, he's easily getting a hundred and a touchdown. So we'll we'll put his floor at eighteen or nineteen. Well, let's not let's not let's settle down because I mean I definitely don't <laughs> this take. I mean he settle, we all know the, we all know the uh, the year that he had last year was super great. But I mean after week eight he only had one more hundred yard rushing game after starting with eight straight. Hell, he receiving, only had one yeah. game with uh, yeah receiving and he had that one game week 12 against the Packers. But other than that, all of his games were under like 15 points on DraftKings. So, I mean, he really Kirk Cousins slow down. Garbage. It was Kirk Cousins. Well, Kirk, Cousins is, Kirk Cousins is still garbage and their new, their new offensive coordinator wants to run more. So, I mean, to me, it depends on if, you know, the Falcons are able to keep up or not, because if not, they're just going to pound the ball with, with cook and Madison for the second half. Um, you know they won't they won't throw in a neutral game script I think and yeah. and that could hurt Thielen and for me the main reason I don't want to play Thielen is because Amari Cooper's only uh, you know two hundred more and I think he has more upside you know um, he he's definitely not as consistent nowhere near uh, as consistent as Thielen but he's also shown that he can get forty even fifty points uh, games on DraftKings he he can explode and the Giants are bad so I like Cooper uh, with my deck yeah and the, the Giants secondary is very bad. Very bad. Um, but let's keep this moving while we're running. Ben, real quick though, real yeah, quick, let on. me ask you. Let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. Mm-hmm. So you know that two hundred you're spending extra to get Amari Cooper. I do. You know what the difference is in a lineup: hmm. the Eagles versus the Redskins or the Ravens versus Miami. That's an extra two hundred dollars that you could that you could spend there instead of. Getting a player who's going to score less points than Thielen. I mean, I could also just play the Browns D for two hundred less, and you know. Well, that's just silly. Why is that silly? The Ravens are going to be the highest score. Slate. I mean, the best defensive play is thirty-one hundred. The Seahawks. Well, we could but talk about we, that. Yeah, exactly. Um, we're just. Man, you're pissing me off. We're just missing Other a couple wide receivers. Of wide receivers. Um. Curtis Samuel is going to be the highest on wide receiver on this slate at fade. 4,200. Fade. Yeah, stats, stats show that you should fade. Shout out to Ben for that chart. <laughs> but, yeah, he's going to be the highest owned um, in cash. So, I guess we're on team fade uh, Curtis Samuel. You know, I don't mind him. He is cheap, and he has been getting a lot of hype in the offseason. So, yeah, I mean the thing is, is he's mispriced. He's forty two hundred, and Dean Moore's fifty five hundred, and they might have this. So it, it's it's tough not to play him. But I just like like Jared's fading that guy. Uh, you know, high owned wide receivers in cash, especially when there's alternatives like John Brown right around him, and the Jets have no secondary, and John Brown is you know one of the best deep threats in the league with yeah. a quarterback who can only throw deep. Um, I'm just going to shout out some other names that I think are important real quick. Uh, DD Westbrook, he's a stone lock for me in every format at 4,800. He caught, I think seven of Nick Foles, 10, uh, preseason passes. Uh, he's the clear cut number one on the team. Uh, Joey already mentioned Marvin Jones. I like 
Goodwin, like Jared said, and low-key, if you're running a Cleveland stack, I think Adam Humphreys is going to lead the Tennessee Titans in targets if you want to run it back with a guy who could get 10 catches on the low. Okay. On the low, low. Anybody else, or can we move on to tight end here? Uh, Hold on. Let's see. I think I had someone I wanted to talk about. Where is it? Oh, Calvin Ridley. I like Calvin Ridley for GPP. Yeah. Especially because especially if, if Xavier Rhodes travels, like who's gonna guard him? Um Treyway. Do they still have Treyway? Tre- yeah, Trey. Trey Wayne's is trash, bro. Fair. He's um, trash. Anytime he gets beat, he just grabs onto them and goes for the ride. Hey, yeah. Ridley's Ridley's do. a good pick. He'll probably be wildly low owned as well. Yeah. Um Let's uh, let's uh, hop over to tight ends. Um, so who wants to go first, Hunter Henry, Team Hunter Henry, or Team? <laughs> yeah, it's only gonna be out of two tight ends for us. So you guys can go first. Joey, I took Thielen. You could ride to Hunter Henry. Are you? Do I have to list these stats off as to why Hunter Henry is the best play on the board, and you shouldn't play anybody else in any lineup? Wow. Yeah, I want to hear it now. All right. First of all, he's 3,900, which is egregious. Um, DraftKings, you're dumb. Bozos. Uh, Yeah, absolute bozos. Uh, Second, (laughs) the Colts were the third worst team against tight ends um, in terms of fantasy points per game on DraftKings. They gave up an average of 16 points per game. They gave up the most yards to tight ends last year, the most catches to tight ends. They gave up over 100 catches to tight ends that's 26 more than the person in uh 31st place they gave up over 1200 yards to tight ends last year hunter henry and not to mention philip rivers loves to throw to the tight ends okay we don't need no stats to back that up we watch football we know what him and antonio Gates have done or did for the last what 15 years Come on now. Hunter Henry, 3,900? Are you serious? Are you serious? That's all I got to say. Ben, are you serious? That's like. Are are they serious? Like, come on, bro. Are they? I still think think Ingram's a better player. Oh, my. I mean, you, you, you convinced me to put henry in my player pool i would consider him in gpp but there's no way i'm playing him in cash over over ingram not a chance in hell well you're going to be disappointed when hunter henry is the wide receiver wide receiver when he's the tight end one this week well i doubt that'll happen i mean let's just look at it i mean hunter best what the the third passing option on his team where Evan Ingram is probably going the to third? lead the Giants in in, re- could, in rece- like receiving yards this year. Um, he Evan Ingram could be the third receiving option on the Giants as well. He won't be. And I and I'm pretty sure I would put Henry, Henry over Mike Williams. I think Henry's the number two option in in the passing game for the Chargers. Personally, I mean that that's crazy. That's crazy. Bro. Oh, yep. Here we here we go, guys. Ben's gonna go on about how Hunter Henry hasn't had certain stats over the course of his career let's hear it i mean i don't i mean i don't have them up in front of me but 
not even been as productive as Mike Williams has in, in their short careers. So wh why is he suddenly going to take this step? Mike Williams was a first round pick. He's been productive. He's good. Not no. I mean, obviously Keenan's the number one, but but I mean, why is Hunter Henry going to be number two? He hasn't played in over a year. Yeah, it's just going to come in and supplant Mike Williams, who broke out last year. I mean, if we're considering scoring ten touchdowns, breaking out, yes, but he still only had forty three catches. That, that was breaking yards. out as a as a rookie, considering he missed no, his as a rookie, first he had ninety five yards. Yes, and he missed the entire year, and then he came in and his first full year healthy, he was a beast. Uh, I want to. What did you get? Wait, he had how many yards? He had six hundred sixty four yards last year, forty three catches, and a bunch of touchdowns, ten touchdowns. You know, like half of those touchdowns are gonna go to Hunter Henry. Facts, and we already talked about that on a previous episode, or talked about how he's gonna regress. Yeah, Ben, you're bugging. Absolutely. Yeah, but I mean. What do you I mean, I think gonna get 10 touchdowns. I think they're yeah, yeah. Actually, I do. No, okay. I, I want to hear why Ang Ingram is a better play than Hunter Henry. I don't think he's, he's just, gotten into the nitty gritty of it. I mean, I'm high on Ingram, but by the, by the time the season is said and done, I think Evan Ingram is going to be clearly in that same tier as as Kittle and Ertz as as behind Kelsey. Um, you know, I just I don't see why Evan Ingram isn't poised to be, you know, the leader in receptions and and yards for the Giants. Uh, I mean, Sterling Shepard and Golden Tate are going to be two slot wide receivers sharing one slot. Meanwhile, Ingram is a big body. He's super athletic, and I think that, um, you know, regardless of if it's Eli Manning being bad or if they eventually and when they eventually switch to Danny Dimes in there, it's going to be a rookie leaning on on this tight end. So I think that Evan Ingram is well within reach of a thousand yards. I don't think it's a thousand yard upside. And when it comes to touchdowns, I mean, you're right. I think that, you know, Henry could get touchdowns, but I just don't think that his, his receiving and his yards are going to be nearly, uh, you know, as high as Ingram, who is in my opinion, the clear cut number one uh, in terms of a receiving option. I'm expecting a year like Kittle had last year with a lot of bad quarterback play, uh, just boosting Ingram stats. Rivers is going to spread it around too much. I don't think you're wrong on Ingram, but I think you're wildly wrong on Hunter Henry. Like, I don't even know what you're thinking in terms of Hunter Henry. You said he doesn't have a thousand yard upside. Yes, he does. How? He's a top five tight end talent in the NFL. Talent means nothing if there's no volume. What do you... Nine yards. You know Tyrell Williams left. Mike Williams, like we discussed previously isn't going to be targeted targeted that much. He's more of a red zone threat. Phil, or Phillip Rivers loves to throw to the tight ends, right? Tyrell Williams left, so that opens up however many targets. I think you're just uh I think you're just sleeping. Well, uh we'll definitely find out on Sunday as far as the what's our interest in Kelsey Kittle and Ertz cuz besides uh Henry and Ingram, they're the only three in play. Um, I love Kittle. I'm playing Kittle in my in my single entry. Um, I think he's gonna have a field day against Tampa. Yeah. There, he's facing a bottom a bottom defense. He's the clear cut number one option. Uh, Jimmy G just coming back is going to lean heavily on him, and they have no linebackers to guard him. Fair, uh, Joey. Top Kittle. three. Yeah, Kittle is my second option at tight end for this week. Um, I don't like Ertz. 
I don't really like Kelsey, although the Jags uh, were kind of bad against tight ends last year, but I'm off the Chiefs um, just in general in this game. So I like Kittle as the number two tight end, Hunter Henry number one. And uh, for me, Kittle, that's funny. We're totally mainly because I'm going to be playing a ton of Carson Wentz, and I think Ertz is the best player to stack him with. So that'll drive up how many times I uh, I play Ertz. And and again, uh, you know, Nick Foles will be my favorite uh, quarterback to stack, and I'll be having Kelsey come back on some of those. So for me, it's a lineup construction when I think that all three of them are pretty similar in projection. Mm-hmm. And let's not let's not sleep on Eric E. Brown. Oh, I'll stay, I'll stay Don't wait for right. that. Yeah. All right. Me either. He's going to outscore Evan Ingram, so you might as well just save the 700 or whatever it is. Yeah, okay, bud. He will. Just watch. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, Jack Doyle and Mo Alley take any of those receptions. Mo Alley Cox might not even play one snap after Ebron just eats. I mean, Ingr- Eric Ebron barely plays snaps. All he did was touch um, That's all we need. Luck. That's all we need. Fantasy well, points. I don't care about snaps. Look, bro. Andrew Luck played two snaps. And, okay, and Brissett throws to the tight end, like double what Andrew Luck does. Brissett holds onto the football for too long. And he... All right, bro. Pass rush. All right, we'll see. You want to bet? Let's bet. Let's bet. Let's make a bet. Twenty bucks. On what? Ebron outscores Ingram this week. Okay. Mark right. it down. That's easy. Um, let's move on to uh, DST here. Um, what are we thinking? Eagles, Eagles. Ravens, Jets, Eagles, uh, Lions. Lions. Those are my four. Ben muted. <clears throat> yeah, Eagles and Eagles and Lions for me. Um, I think the Eagles have the best matchup on the board going up against Case Keenum, Paul Richardson, uh, Darius Geis, Adrian Peterson, Terry McLaurin, Trey Quinn. Like The Redskins' offense is just atrocious. So play the Eagles 3,600 in your GPP lineups and play the Lions um, at DST for your cash lineups. Uh, so you don't like the Ravens? I, I like the Ravens. I just – think it's unnecessary to spend 3800 um especially in gpps i mean you're spending 36 for the yeah i'll take Eagles. a 200 discount though in a better game I, I mean who's who's blocking for the dolphins nobody i mean fits no magic. one fits magic that's all i gotta say yeah but when they run two back for touchdowns and sack them eight times <laughs> i'll t- i'll take the you don't lose points for yardage. They ain't going to score. It's magic yeah. 450 yards and seven touchdowns. Yeah, maybe maybe not. Um, I mean, I, I And they have no receiving the threat. The Ravens are obviously a good play, but, I mean, I'll take the, the three teams that are at home facing horrible offensive lines. We have the Eagles, um, like Joey mentioned, and, you know, in terms of the left side of their line, they have – a 36-year-old in Penn, and they have Eric Flowers at left guard. Uh, with Trent Williams gone, they're just going to get demolished. Um, you look at the Browns, I mean, their pass rush sick. Uh, you know, they've got Garrett, uh, Vernon, Ogunjobi, uh, Sheldon Rankins, and basically 
uh, the Sheldon Titans Richardson. are. Oh yeah, Sheldon. Yeah, Sheldon uh, Richardson and. You know, the the Titans are without their top offensive linemen for the first four weeks. And we've been talking about Cincinnati's offensive line, you know, all, all offseason and how detrimental it is to their offense. And now they're going to be having a healthy Ansa and Jadavion Clowney come to town. Or, well, they're going away to, to host at Seattle. So, I mean, for me, I think that those are the, the clear three to go with. And then, uh, you know, if you want to take a, a gamble on some road guys, I like the Ravens and Lions, like you guys said. Mm-hmm. I, I just think the Dolphins have the worst offensive line in football, in my opinion. Uh, that's Arizona. Mm, There's mean, a lot yeah. of things. Yeah, I guess. I like Seattle. I didn't even think about that. Um, let's move on to our next segment here. One. Uh, 1%- so I would like to just hear from each of your favorite 1% owned play uh, for GPPs. Mine is easy. Nick Foles. Mm-hmm. All right, fair enough. I'm right there with you. Jared? Well, I think I already said mine, Jimmy G. Jimmy G. Is Jimmy G going to be 1% owned? Projected you right think? now is 3%. Okay, damn. I didn't know people were sleeping on Maybe, I mean... I mean, Jimmy G and Matt Breida. I mean, either one that's works. Fair. That's fair. Yeah, I like both of those. And for me, I'm going to say undrafted rookie free agent, Damian Willis, 3K. He is... Uh, Starting in place of AJ Green in the band offense, he was named the starter weeks ago. You know, this is a guy who you know won won the job handily over, and I think um, you know he's going to get a lot of run, and they're going to to a uh, Tyler Lockett. I think he's one percent owned. That's so point zero one percent play. Not yeah, 1%. that's that that's, that's something that like a hundred people in the middle. so you know if I if I take one gamble. He's going to be in my lineup. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> oh, my God. No, Got to shoot for the hey, stars. Hey, that that's a true one percenter right there. But uh, let's move on real quick. We got two five minutes here, and then we will give our best bet of the week in terms of uh, some actual sports betting info. So um, let's move over to FanDuel, guys. What sticks out to you here compared to DraftKings? 0.5 PPR. 0.5 PPR on FanDuel. Um, I think Dalvin Cook still sticks out on this site, 7,400. Um, you get 60000 for your salary on FanDuel for the listeners that might not play FanDuel. Um, Dalvin Cook is 7,400. Fortnite is 7,200. So pretty much the same guys that we talked about uh, earlier. I like them for FanDuel as well. Chris Carson as well. Yeah, as I was Price compared. just gonna say that. Um, another guy that I noticed really low on the list uh, is Jordan Howard, and you know I have interest in him. He catches no balls, so it's very difficult to imagine that panning out unless he gets two touchdowns and or, and more maybe. Um, you know, on on FanDuel, I think that the PPR mitigates his downside a little bit. And at 5,800 in a game with the Eagles, like you project them to blow out the Redskins, I think Howard could, you know, uh, be playable over on FanDuel. Oh, def- definitely. Yeah. I think I think it's very playable. We all know the hard on that Ben gets for Jordan Howard whenever he uh, sees him. So I, I don't get a hard on for Jordan Howard. He's going to lose the job to Miles Sanders, but he's differ. in a good situation. Um, any anybody else stand out for you guys uh, in terms of 
receiver, one for me that I think stands out um, is Deshaun Jackson. Again, uh, you know, these are players that, you know, have high upside, but it's hard for them to hit that ceiling on a site like DraftKings where, you know, you know, five receptions for 10 yards means more than just 50 reception or, you know, 50 yards on, on FanDuel. But Deshaun Jackson could easily get those yards and, and touchdowns at 5,600. He's a pure value on FanDuel. Yeah. I, li- I like um, Deshaun. If for some reason Deshaun Jackson or um, Alshon Jeffrey misses, I know Alshon's dealing with a bicep injury. Nelson Aguilar at 5K. Mm. If Diggs misses for some reason, Josh Doxson at 5K. Uh, Paul Richardson, number one option for garbage time specifically, 4,900. Um,. That's really it. Yeah, if I'm if I'm playing receivers on FanDuel and I'm looking for some kind of value, I'm just looking at uh, DJ Moore, 6,200, Marvin Jones, 6,100. And we got Curtis Samuel and D.D. Westbrook are both 5,900. So yeah. all four of those would probably be my plays at wide receiver if I'm paying down and looking for some value on FanDuel. Yeah, I mean, Lockett, Godwin, and Boyd are still, like, super locks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're Great. still cheap. Um, one guy that I'll do a one percenter on this. If, like I said, if any of those Philly receivers miss, Arcega Whiteside. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. And and earlier today, I think it was a quote saying that you know he drafted him and Miles Sanders to play, and the best way for them to learn is to play early. So I think that Arcega Whiteside and Miles Sanders are both going to get some run tomorrow uh, with the Eagles. Or not tomorrow, but you know, this Sunday. Yeah, and I mean, your boy. Wait, which one? I got so many. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you say the receiver from Cleveland? Wait, Higgins. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. Never mind. Don't don't listen to me. Yeah, should have mentioned him on DraftKings. Richard Higgins, but uh, that's fine. Solves when he snaps this week. Um. I mean, that's really all I've got for FanDuel. You guys good to move on? Yeah. All right. Uh, give me your top bet. You guys, uh, what do you like? What does Vegas have this week? <laughs> just just like DraftKings, um, there's a lot of variance that will go into this week one uh, with betting as well. Just because it's a new NFL season. Um, but my best bet for this week is the Jags plus three and a half. I'm just all mm. over the Jags this week. Um, I think it'll be a close game in Jacksonville against the Chiefs, and I really do like the Jags to cover that spread and maybe even win. Three and a half, so you're getting a yeah. field goal plus. I like that. I like three and a half on the Jags. What are you What are you looking at, uh, Jared? The under in Cleveland. 40, the under 45 points 45. in Cleveland. Wow, interesting. Okay. What, uh, how, how much lower do you think it's going to go? I don't think it's going to go over 35 points. Wow. I think it's going to be very low scoring, especially if OBJ misses. My opinion will change if OBJ misses. Then I'll take the over in Tampa. <laughs> over in Tampa at 51. Interesting. Okay. I, like, I think uh, that game is going to be a crazy shootout. 
both okay. both teams implied point total is jumping. They both jumped almost to full point. Mm. Um and um Tennessee and Cleveland has both dropped point two five. I mean that's not huge, but it's it's enough. I like I mean I guess I like the over in Tampa more. Okay. But if OBJ um, misses, I'm definitely taking the under in Cleveland. I will say that I don't think OBJ is going to miss his, his sprint fully. He's hoping adrenaline take over. So I, I'm guessing he may not be targeted as much as he will on a typical week. And uh, you know, my my best bet of the week also goes to that Cleveland game, although uh, it's a different opinion. I think that um, I would hit the Cleveland uh, minus five and a half. I think that they're going to win by quite a bit more. I think that they're going to win by potentially double digits. I don't think Tennessee has a shot in hell of keeping up with this Cleveland offense, which I'm expecting to take a Chiefs-like jump in their second year with Baker Mayfield. So, um, yeah, I, I'm really expecting a lot from Cleveland, and I don't think Tennessee can keep up. I agree. All right, guys. Um, awesome first week of the DFS dose back next friday uh like joey's show uh, you can join our slack channel for free it is pinned on our twitter uh we'll be in there sunday morning all throughout the week if you guys have any questions for us you want to engage uh you know any start sit you know dfs you know uh tiebreakers just let us know we'll be in there and yeah good luck to you um hopefully if we don't win a gpp you do